Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and we're getting closer to Christmas, and I'm finally done with my Christmas shopping. It has finally been hap- has finally happened. I've done it <laughs> uh, two days before Christmas, and I'm very, very proud of myself. So um, hopefully all of you guys have gotten your Christmas shopping out of the way by now. Um, I won't judge because, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, already, uh, I already know the... Uh, the uh, the struggle of uh, procrastination when it comes to the holidays. Um, anyway, today we're going to be going over to the alcoholism subreddit. But before we get into that, uh, this is basically what I do. If you guys are new here, I go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health, and yeah, just try and uh, give some generalized advice. Although I am not a professional, so please feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt, or excuse me, or uh, or uh, apply it to your life however you see fit. Obviously, with the holidays, alcohol is a big... It, it, unfortunately, it's a big part of the holidays. I, I don't know what... It, I, I guess it's the celebration, the celebratory aspect of it. It is the, the coming together. Because, um, you know, the problem with... The, the problem with too much happiness at once is that you I think sometimes people let their guards down and I think you have to be kind of careful with that because uh, not saying that you can't have your fun but you know like an example would be you know when I'm having a lot of fun there's sometimes where my addict brain kind or the addict side of my brain just kind of looks you know looks at alcohol and is like hey you we could do that right I've talked about this many times on the podcast before but hey you know what it wouldn't be that bad to to drink one beer, right? But it's never one beer with an alcoholic. It's just, it's not the case. It's not the case with me. Not the case with, I mean, if you're an alcoholic by definition, you can't have one drink, right? It just, it doesn't work. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've had to be pretty careful about, um, you know, exposing myself to that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I talk a lot about going to, to you know, being able to go to karaoke, like bars and stuff, like karaoke bars in particular, and being fine with the alcohol there and stuff. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I try not to do that, like, you know, all the time. In fact, I don't really go to karaoke bars when I'm out here in Texas because I, you know, my friend is usually the one that goes with me. Um, so at least for me, uh, I don't think you should be doing that like every single weekend, but, you know, Every now and then is it, it's kind of a good palate cleanser to you know some of the things. It still reminds you that you can be sober and still be part of the crowd. I think that's another thing that people tend to tend to kind of miss. Uh, I, I guess that's something that people who are sober they they try and they they think that they're they're uh, a square to a certain degree. I've made jokes about it, by the way. Um, I don't actually mean that, but you know, when we're talking about people who are sober, I think sometimes we we tend to think of ourselves as you know lesser than other people because we can't handle drinking alcohol i'll be real with you there's a lot more people that i think are alcoholics than they actually want to admit um so i think if anything we're actually part of a larger percentage than actually is reported but you know that's just my opinion that's just more of an anecdotal thing so obviously not backed by statistical data but um yeah there's probably a lot more people dealing with uh, alcohol than are dealing with alcohol abuse um, i won't say they're all alcoholics but i'm um, dealing with alcohol abuse and let than people let on so anyway let's go over to the first post here feeling really tired two weeks no alcohol is the title hey i wasn't really a, da- a daily drinker but once or twice a week i would have one beer and always end up drinking 10 big beers Passing out, not remember what uh, what I did the previous night. 
waking up with anxiety to what I did and who I did text. Anyway, I'm I'm trying to take a break from alcohol. It's been two weeks and I feel really tired, even though I'm sleeping a lot and eating healthy. Could it be linked to that or is this because of the change of season? Uh, this is more of a medical question. I'm not going to try and uh, assume, right? Um, I don't think the two... I don't think that the what you're talking about sounds like it would have major, like this major of withdrawals to the point where you're having physiological changes. Depends on how long you've been doing it though. Um, I don't know how long you've been doing it. Um, but there's a lot of different things. Um, you know, I, one, one thing that I think people mis, like uh, underestimate is their phones. You know, that, that there's that blue light that comes from the phone. And um, I was watching Dr. Mike one day, by the way, once again, I think I mentioned him like five times at this point. Uh, I don't keep track, but uh, maybe I should at some point. Uh, one of the things that he mentioned is the blue light on your phone. Um, it suppresses the chemical that we um, accumulate throughout the day um, that makes us tired. Uh, so, for, you know, I, I've heard I've heard a doctor explain this, but um, you can look it up yourself. But basically, there is this chemical that we accumulate throughout the day that makes us more and more and more tired that eventually um, gets us into the sleeping mode. And if you take a nap, a lot of times it can reset that to a certain degree it doesn't for everybody right like i i can take a nap and then still be like you know six hours later like dude i can go to sleep let's do it um i i think it's just because i like sleep a lot and probably just because of my my physiology but still um yeah there's definitely a lot of different things that this could be um but let me take this opportunity to talk about the idea of blacking out right um basically not remembering what you did last night when you get to that point of drinking, you're drinking way too much. Um, you do not need to black out every single time you drink. You do not need to. Uh, once you get, once you're, once you drink and then drink all the way to blacking out every single time you go, you get drunk or anything like that. Um, you're not, you're not drinking for just the fun of it anymore. You're drinking to just keep on consuming and consuming and consuming. Um, so you know, if you, a good like a good like barometer or you know a good like way to tell if you are um, if you are uh, you know getting close to that kind of uh, or a, a good way to tell if you shouldn't be drinking alcohol is if you black out every single time you drink alcohol. That's not great for you. Also, it's not great for the things that could happen to you in that state. Right? Like we've talked a lot about alcohol in this. Um, this podcast, and there's a lot of ways you can be taken advantage of. Okay, um, me and financially, I got taken advantage of a lot. Just you know, not it was it was my fault, right? But still, like people took advantage of that because they were drunk too. So I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, freaking uh, uh, AMF on me, you know, uh, this drink on me, and I end up with like a five hundred dollar, four hundred dollar, um, you know, tab at the end of the freaking night, right? And it's just like, cheese Louise, dude. Uh, I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore. Anyway, uh, best of luck to you. Definitely something to talk to your to your doctor about and see what's going on. Like I said, um, I personally don't think that that's enough to to give you to start affecting you physiologically like that. But then again, it depends on maybe how long you've been doing it, right? If you've been a binge drinker like this for a while. So uh, anyway, let's go to the next post here. I'm uh, it says I'm ashamed to say my depression has driven me to drink after ten days of abstinence. I've had thoughts of suicide. I hate my husband. He tries uh, he tries to help me, but does everything. Um, I don't know when I'm going to go back home. I hate my wretched life at 55. When I should have more. Uh, when I should have more sense. I hate my life. Um, not exactly sure why they hate their husband. Um, because, like I said, the sentence just says he tries to help but does everything. 
Um, oh, I see what I see what you're saying. Maybe it's like he tries to do everything himself, like in terms of helping you instead of letting you do some of the work. I'm not really sure. I'll be real with you. I'm getting the sense that this is probably written um, drunk. So um, I, I think you I think there's a couple of things that you need to address. Right. When you're talking about like this in particular, um, okay. So why do you? I think if anything, you should figure out what inside of you uh, is causing you to hate your husband, right? Like I, I don't really know. I mean, is there something like legitimate there? Is there? Um, is he actually doing things that you know you you like you don't like, right? Maybe he like this is a lot more on like a minor level, right? Listen, I haven't I have no context for any of this post, so. I'm just going to give you like generalized, you know, a generalized respect, uh, uh, per, yeah, generalized uh, perspective. And when we're talking about like things that we don't like from people, like, you know, you, you have to, you have to let people know about that, even if it leads to, uh, you know, some type of argument of some sort, because it's better to let people know what your preferences are rather than just letting them walk all over you. And then one day blowing up at them, you know, a little bit like this, um, and I, I think you also have to take account of, yes, you your depression is causing you to do a lot of this stuff, but ultimately you're the one who picked up the drink after 10 days of abstinence. Um, try not to use your mental illness as a type of excuse because the problem is, right, like at least for me, I don't think, I think that certain mental illnesses will be with us, you know, maybe till the day we die or it'll be like, um, you know, we'll be able to like cut it down to a certain degree. But I think a lot of times there are certain personality traits that just happen to be more anxiety provoking. Um, there are some personality traits that just happen to be more, de you know, more depressing than other ones. And so, you know, I think we can alleviate a lot of that to a certain degree, but um, I, I don't think we ever completely get rid of it. Meaning there's always a way that it'll come back. Um and as long as it does come back and as long as you i as long as you identify that as one of your your diagnoses i think it can be used as an excuse for the reason why you are the way you are right so oh i am depressed therefore i'm going to drink because you know i'm just so depressed right um it it just kind of leads to this vicious cycle of blaming something instead of taking uh, accountability now like i said i don't really know this this uh, person's situation um, you know, that obviously when you hear they're age 55, people think typically like to think of a midlife crisis could be happening. Like I said, I don't have a whole lot of context here. That's why I try to generalize my advice for the most part when I don't get a whole lot of context. But, um, you know, when you, this is the biggest problem, right? People think that alcohol will, I don't know, make them feel better or something like that. But it's mostly, I mean, it's pretty much just all a lie, right? Because you think of alcohol, because I, I think the problem is we've been so conditioned to look at alcohol and think to ourselves, yeah, alcohol is where the party's at. It's where the the the, uh, the club is at. It's where the pretty ladies are at for, for the ladies out there. It's for the it's where the, the men buy new drinks are at. You know, it's where the, the, the dancing is at. It's where the family reunions are at. Everything pretty much revolves around alcohol in our culture doesn't it? I mean, it kind of does, right? Um, let's take, you know, let's, uh, let's raise our glasses, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it all revolves around alcohol. And so we think that alcohol with 
uh, without we, we think that with alcohol we'll find happiness to a certain degree uh, that's one of the reasons why I have a problem with um, I think uh, you know okay so I'll just say this I have a problem with certain churches actually serving wine as communion even if it is a small little bit of it typically most of the communions I've been to are, are actually I think all of them have just all been grape juice and uh, that's been great. Um, but yeah, I, I always have a problem with, uh, you know, certain de- uh, denominations or certain uh, religions using actual wine to give to people as communion. Um, so communion, by the way, for people that aren't religious, where you take the, the cup and the uh, you take you typically drink, um, you know, tip, it's supposed to be wine or people substitute for grape juice and uh bread and supposed to be the body and the blood of Christ. Anyway, that's I'll get off my religious uh, <laughs> spiel there for a second. Um, but yeah, I've always had a big problem with uh, with that. Um, but yeah, in terms of like you know having thoughts of suicide and stuff, uh, alcohol is not going to make it any better. In fact, I I would be af- more afraid that alcohol would intensify those feelings. Um, you're not going to just completely forget about them. And what happens when you sober up? Right, that's the biggest problem. Is people fear what's going to happen when they sober up. That's why some of these people are in continuous states of being drunk right they wake up and they get drunk again they get drunk and they're at work they get drunk after work you know uh same thing can happen with marijuana that's probably the more likely one that you're going to end up on is is you know smoking um smoking morning uh noon and night right so you have to be real careful about um falling into that that kind of vicious cycle of uh you know uh, of you know just never ending agony Right. Um, so best luck to you. Hopefully you can figure out uh, what's going on with you and your husband, um, because it doesn't if anything, you need. To, it sounds like a, a lack of communication if I had to give a guess out there. But anyway, best of luck to you. Next post here says I just need to rant. My dad was diagnosed with cirrhosis earlier this year. He stopped drinking immediately. So did my mom. They've switched to eating two drumstick ice creams a night. Dad already has high blood pressure and they're both overweight. Great. Anyways, Christmas, tra- uh, quote unquote tradition is that they is that they have champagne and OJ while opening presents. By the way, go, this is me talking now. Um, it, it, what did I say before? Right. Holidays, uh, you know, raise your glass. We're going to you know, go into the new year and get drunk. You know, I, even the, the news anchors. Right. Like, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, what was what was that? Uh, was it Chrissy Teigen that got drunk that one time and was just talking about like all this obscene stuff on television and. Um, you know, yeah, everybody's getting drunk like around the holidays. So it's hard for people who are alcoholics to see this stuff. And you're basically it, it, in a way you feel that you're not a part of the party. So um, anyway, let's keep going. Uh, it says, I don't partake. I do not drink around them. I figured we could do uh, orange juice and ginger ale. Autocorrect tried to put in funerals. Ironic. <laughs> As Wait, where? I figured we would do OJ and oh, I guess I don't know what the hell that was, but <laughs> but um but my mom told me they're bringing champagne. I figured that maybe she found a non-alcoholic type as they frequently drink on non-alcoholic wine and beer. Nope. They brought a bottle of champagne. They know I don't drink it with them. They n- never have. She told me dad go, dad goes, uh, dad's going crazy and will only have one. I told her I didn't like it. I'm so pissed off. He all, he's always claimed not to be an alcoholic. He's cold. He quit cold turkey and I've never heard of any symptoms from it, but don't, don't think that matters. They don't get to just have one crazy cheat drink. Uh, forget them. Forget Christmas this year. Obviously, they used a little bit uh, different of choice words uh, instead of forget. So you guys can use your imaginations for that. Um, yeah, you 
so by the way um let me let me get to give you the actual definition of cirrhosis but we've talked about this before by the way one of the things many things i've learned on this um it's some type of uh, disease of the liver but let's see oh cirrhosis is a late stage of scarring or fibrosis of the liver caused by many forms of liver disease and conditions such as hepatitis and chronic alcoholism so um obviously right we we figured out uh um why the dad stopped drinking immediately and why his mom stopped drinking immediately but you know and all, the problem is all the weight is also a big or sorry the high blood pressure and they're overweight there's a lot going wrong here right and you know the, the problem is the thing is we always try and tell people oh you know you can have your fun you can have this you can have and listen you can unless you're um you're more at risk for certain health issues you know if you're severely if you're morbidly obese well you know that's a big problem right that's a huge problem and you know you continuously eating you know take for example um 1000 pound sisters is that what they're tammy and amy i think is their names um i i see little clips on youtube every now and then um, and I think it's Tammy is the one that's like really starting to gain a lot of more weight. Right. Um, and you know, the, the problem is, is it once, if you never acknowledge that you have a problem with something, you're never going to get any better. And then also if you have somebody that also acknowledges that you don't have a problem. So this would be the mom in this case. And they're probably both feeding off of that um, enable. It's like, you know, the problem is when you get two enablers together, it just turns into this vicious cycle of, uh, here we go with the cycle again, of just enabling one another. Oh, yeah, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this if I do this. It, that's the problem is sometimes I feel like people don't want to be held accountable for their actions. So they let you do something so that they don't seem as bad or so that they have a partner in crime. And you know, it's strength in numbers, right? And I think there's also ignorance in numbers. Once there's, a, once you have another person that believes what you believe, I mean, pff, you're you're off to the races, right? Like, you know, I don't know how many how many people I've I've talked to where I've I've had this happen. Uh, like to me personally, that this has happened to where I just straight up one person says something, I'm like, oh man, that sounds like some real stuff. Well, I guess that's what I believe now, you know, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's, that's not the greatest thing. You know, you obviously want to vet stuff and, you know, it, it doesn't mean you have to like argue with every single person that you meet. I'm just saying, um, especially when it's something that is proven to be pretty dangerous, you know, you don't want to exactly, um, how would you say this? Uh, you don't want to exactly, um, you know, uh, you know, it, it encourage or endorse that kind of behavior. So, um man that's that's tough um and yeah once you quit drinking alcohol and this is the problem right the father does not know that they're an alcoholic by the way i'm assuming that the um that the cirrhosis uh, was from alcohol so if it was then most most likely he was probably an alcoholic okay um uh you know because it says one of the symptoms are one of the the one of the uh the uh causes is hepatitis and chronic alcoholism so uh chronic alcoholism yeah that's that it, to get to that point man that's rough man and, and we've we've read about uh, i can't remember exactly exactly when but somebody did die um or their their family member died on this subreddit where they were talking about this right they're one of their uh, i think it was their sister or something like that died of cirrhosis and yeah man i think you, 
and this is why the first step to, I think the first step to anything is to take self-accountability of whatever you're doing, right? If you are wrong, then, you know, take self-accountability. I'll give you actually a good example of this. This actually just happened to me today. So somebody um, had commented on one of my videos as a reaction video, and they gave me some criticism just saying like, hey, you know, you need to stay on topic. Um, it seems like you're not, you're just reacting to your own life, not really to Kevin Samuels. And uh, yeah, so I was doing a reaction to Kevin Samuels. At first, I took it, I was just like, I was really like heated up about it. And I really wanted to just type away and just be like, you know, uh, you know, thanks for the criticism, but you know, nobody cares. You know, <laughs> it's just one of those rants or something like that. Um, but then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I do tend to rant. And what would happen if my, if I was watching a reaction video and I ranted about myself? I mean, personally, I, I like that style for me, but I can also see where viewers would not like it as well. So I took accountability for the fact that, hey, maybe this viewer did not uh, like this as much because my reaction videos are very different than regular reaction videos. I just, I don't like to um, react to the, the whole video and I like to have a lot more me than the reaction just because sorry, I have to like to have a lot more me than the video. But I also don't use uh, ex I didn't use excuses in the thing that I was typing to this uh, viewer because I realized every time I would write a, I would type it out and there would be some type of excuse. Oh, I don't usually do reaction videos or anything like that. Like I, I immediately stopped and I went back and I, you know, I just kind of said, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I gave it I gave them, uh, you know, a, um, you know, I, I thank them for the for the, the criticism. And if I ever go back to reaction videos, I would keep that comment in mind, right? Um, and I think sometimes when we hear things that we don't want to hear, like you're an alcoholic or, you know, whatever it may be, the, the first initial thought process is to combat it because you, you know, like, oh, what do you mean? Like, how, how dare you? There was a, there was a, a interview that Adam 22, he's the, uh, this uh, he's one of the hosts of this podcast called No Jumper. He was talking to this girl named Blue Jasmine, I think her name was. Um, I'm not going to go through so much into her history, but basically what happened was she was um, she broke up with her boyfriend and she still by boyfriend, by the way, not husband. And she ended up saying, telling him, oh, well, you you built me up all this way. Like you get you need to pay for my rent and all this kind of stuff. And for some reason, the boyfriend agreed to it. Anyway, she was on uh, no jumper. And finally, uh, you know, they were just talking and Adam 22 kind of just said to her like, hey, geez, you need some therapy. And she's she was like, hey, forget you. What do you mean by that? You know, that kind of stuff. But I mean, obviously, he could say it in a nicer way. <laughs> um, he doesn't have to just say it like out like outright like that. But whenever somebody gives you a criticism, uh, take it. You don't have to take it super seriously, but also don't completely dismiss it because sometimes people say things just the worst way. But I think there there can be some uh, some good you can take a uh, you can take away a lot from people that that uh, view your stuff right or or um, give you criticism even if it's hidden behind a wall of sarcasm or anything like that. You know some and um, you know if somebody like when I first heard my friends talking behind my back because you know it eventually gets back to, to you at some point when i heard about my friends talking behind my back that i was drinking too much or i was smoking too much i was like yo forget those guys those guys drink too much those guys smoke too much uh instead of thinking about it instead of thinking about it in my way right in the sense that wow i am drinking a lot or i'm drinking a lot more than i ever have been or i'm drinking a lot I, I, technically i was drinking a lot i was drinking a lot more than a lot of my friends who were drinking a lot right like that i thought about <laughs> that i thought were drinking a lot so yeah, always try and take a, a accountability to start off. 
meaning figure out what your problem is. Okay, I'm an alcoholic. I'm this, I'm that. And then work off from there. Because if you're working off of a fantasy that you're not an alcoholic or that you're not, um, if, if that is your diagnosis or if that is very clearly the the um the thing that's wrong with you then then you can kind of work off but if you work off of just fic- fiction then you're gonna end up getting uh you're gonna end up living on a lie right and doing all your stuff around a lie so you're still gonna work but maybe you'll just have a couple of drinks and then afterwards a couple of drinks it turns into like 12 drinks i've i've had this these excuses before where i say i'm only gonna drink four drinks and then once i drink four drinks i'm feeling pretty good uh, and because I'm feeling pretty good, you know, I let my guard down and then here comes another six pack. So uh, let's do one more. Uh, let's do one more post here. Uh, uh, okay. This is a interesting one. I don't know. Okay. Let's try this out. This is awful, but I think I'm drinking because of them. I can't hear them screaming anymore. It's scream. Uh, wait, it's scream from jumping all over the room, kicking each other, pulling, doing stuff, nothing harmful. Mostly. They're just very active and expressive vocal, pre- vocally pretty much because I'm also like this. I just can't stand this noise anymore. I'm so stressed out of it. I'm so, okay, uh, sorry, this person isn't really writing very well. I'm so stressed out. I can feel this stress in my body. I hate it. I don't sleep when my kid comes to me at three to four and kicks me with uh, with their leg. And when I want to take a nap after in the afternoon, they scream bloody murder. Then I recall of how my idiotic mom was waking me up all my childhood with that noise yelling at my uncle. Um, sometimes from four to 5 AM, I would be p- so pissed off, frustrated, tired. And all this gets now back as a punch in the face. I'm counting, I'm counting minute by minute till evening each day. So I don't listen to them. I'm drained out and don't have energy to listen ongoing series of same of the same fricking questions. And first day when they come up from their dad, they just don't shut off talking about him. I'm crying while I'm writing this down. What mom just wants to get rid of her kids and be left alone? I just want my alcohol. They are there screaming now and arguing and yelling at all the all the uh, freaking time. How about we just say that? Uh, there was another choice word there. So listen, is it wrong to feel that your kids are annoying you? No, that's pretty common and stuff. Um, the problem is um, using alcohol as are using this uh, them, excuse me, as an excuse to drink. That's uh, that's a big problem. You have to be careful about you, you know, relying on alcohol as a crutch because as a crutch, like imagine, you know, a crutch, right? Like a really sturdy crutch, right? Because what a sturdy crutch is supposed to do is it's supposed to help you heal, right? But if you have nothing wrong with you and you start using a crutch, well, you'll start losing uh, you'll start to get atrophy in your legs because you're not using your legs almost at all, right? Or one of your legs, at least. Um, so using a crutch when you don't have um, when you don't have certain things wrong with you, it can become really tough. I'm not saying that this woman does not have things wrong with her, um, you know, depression, all that kind of stuff. But that's, you know, alcohol is one of the worst crutches you can have because it's not really a crutch. It's just an imaginary crutch. It's a, it's a crutch that is a people, people think that it's a crutch because it helps them get through the day. But just because it helps you get through the day does not mean that it's a crutch. It doesn't mean that it's a, or it doesn't mean that it's a good crutch. How about that? Um, just because it helps speed by time because you don't want to live in, in, in the present. Um, it, it you're, cause the problem is it dulls the sense. It dulls your, your, um, your emotions. And if you don't pay attention to your emotions, uh, you know, kind of like what I was saying before, I think yesterday, 
Um, you can pay attention to your emotions and you can listen to them, but at the same time, you can't, you, you have to treat them kind of like kids, right? Oh, you know, or else, you know, if, if you let your emotions just get the better of you, it's going to be kind of like if you let your kids get the better of you, it's going to be cookies all day. Um, you know, every, every day is pajama day, all that kind of stuff. No, 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 you can't, you can't let your emotions get the best of you like that. Um, and as for, you know, the kids and all that stuff, it's okay. You, this is why therapy is so good. You can talk to a therapist about this stuff. At the, these are valid feelings that you're having. Now, what you do past this should be talked about with a therapist. And I really do hope that you do find uh, therapy. And please talk to your husband. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure if it sounds like you might be the one working, but I'm not completely sure. So um, talk to your husband. See if you can you can get uh, you know you can get a therapist or something like that. Maybe you do group therapy. It doesn't always work with kids, but um, you know maybe you get a therapist for yourself and you know unpack some of this stuff because it seems like I don't think it's just the fact that you have kids and they're annoying to you. It sounds like it is your past trauma that's bringing all of this uh, annoyance up, like you were saying with the mom and the uncle. So you want to unpack that kind of stuff so that it, your past doesn't affect your present. Anyway, guys. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. I'll also have a link to this subreddit in the description box down below. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow on Christmas Eve. So all, as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.